Hi, and welcome to Field Chats, Environmental Action Civics Essentials, brought to you by EarthForce. Today, we're excited to share an interview our program manager Taylor Ruffin did with young changemakers from Estes Park, Colorado. These young people are part of a multi-year effort at their school to build resilience to natural hazards in their community, and we can't wait for you to hear their story. Enjoy. All right, y'all. Welcome. I'm joined today by some students from Estes Park Middle School, a part of the resilience team out there, and they participated in the Colorado Rise Challenge for a few years now. Um, this past year, they placed first amongst the 10 finalists. They had a, a great project, and we're just here today to hear from them about that project. So um, I would like to hear what you did for your action project. Um, so the first year, um, when I was in sixth grade, we worked on wildfires, and within these wildfires, we uh, we talked about the different zones, so like the green, blue, and yellow zones within the house and perimeters of the house. And we also did mitigation work with the fire department, our local fire department, and we also did mitigation work for the people who couldn't do it, so like the disabled or the elderly. And within wildfires we also worked on like how to make it easier within evacuation so we created preparedness bags and then within these preparedness bags you could have you could put clothing pills whatever you need put inside these preparedness bags and we um we handed these out to the elementary school like a quite a few classes in elementary school and we also handed these out to um people in our community and that was our community outreach for the rise challenge and then for um, last year we worked on buoy codes and restoring the beavers within our community and we buoy codes is wildland urban interface codes and Within Rui Codes, we went to the state capitol to see Senator Cutter because she was trying to um, support, a, we went to go support a law that she was trying to pass or to establish. And we basically talked to her about why or how this would help because we've all gone through some wildfire within Estes Park. So we basically just told her how this would help us and other kids or people in our community. And she was very excited and very happy to hear from young voices. That's, I think, what she said. And we, while visiting the Capitol, we also saw Governor Polis. He stopped to talk to us and we explained while we, why we were there. And it was, the bill was signed into the law by the governor. And then um, Zia also mentioned our wetland restoration project that we are doing locally. And we focused on an area of Fish Creek, which is like a, a creek that runs by our school and feeds into Lake Estes. And the area was completely wiped out by the 2013 flood, which was destroying beaver ponds that were there and the resources that the beavers use. So we planted native riparian plants along the creek in hopes to establish an ecosystem to help bring the beavers back. And then we also worked with, with Rocky Mountain National Park to plant willow starters for restoration areas in the park for the beavers. And it is important to us 
to help in the park because it's an extension of our community and so many of us go there and use its resources for enjoyment. Amazing. Yeah, thank you for sharing all of those strategies that y'all take to action. And especially with the RISE Challenge being community focused and creating resilience against natural hazards. It's amazing to see all of the variety of things you've done and like preparedness with go bags and talking about evacuation and, and helping your community get ready for that or mitigation with the defensible space, actually like doing some of that firewise stuff you were saying, as well as then going and advocating for that Senate bill with Senator Cutter and then a little bit of that recovery work with those flooding. So you kind of touched on all three, you know, preparedness, mitigation, and recovery over the past few years. Um, and that's really amazing. Um, and so it's kind of this next piece, what I'm interested in is like, well, how? I mean, we hear all these great things that you do, but that actually takes a lot of work. So kind of how did you go about the process of, of accomplishing these projects? Um, so the process, of course, starts at the beginning, and in the beginning, we just came up with a bunch of ideas for the projects. And our group voted on which ones were the most important to us and what we thought would be most impactful. So after that, um, we reached out within the community and to Senator Cutter, like last year, to make ourselves more known so we could do, we could help. And then... We told these experts our ideas and that we would like to, what we would like to help with. And we also talked to them about our community outreach and ways we can prevent or help with these issues. Um, the, the outreach we did in our projects were passing out go bags at the Community Emergency Preparedness Fair and presenting at a Community Earth Day event. And last year, we not just helped in our community, but we also helped the state of Colorado by going to the Capitol. And I can't even really explain how it felt to like, be in such an important area for Colorado. And it was so like, empowering, and it helped us show that like, us kids can do big, like, exciting and huge things to help um, impact the world around us. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear your experience about going to the Capitol. Because, yeah, it can be kind of monumental because you've got these big marble staircases and this big building and you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do some change. And so do you mind elaborating a little bit more about what that was like? Um, first off, kind of how did you find out about the Senate bill? Like, um, I forget, it's 23166 and it was actually signed earlier this year in uh, 2023. So kind of tell me a little bit more about how you even found out about the bill and then, you know, why was it so important for you to advocate for it? Well, I first heard about the bill from Ms. Davis and we learned about like Senator Cutter and what she was trying to like establish. Like we kind of went on just like a capital like website or whatever it was and we were kind of reading about what everyone was like fighting for to kind of get our ideas. And then we saw that she was fighting for like the WUI um, code, like board and trying to establish it. So we were like, oh, it'd be cool to reach out to her and let her know like we're trying to get WUI codes more known and established too as well. 
So then uh, when she invited us to go to the Capitol, we thought that'd be very cool and a fun experience. And it would show her how much we wanted it because we were like we went we took the time to go down there and talk to her in person so i think just having her see that like that's how much we wanted this was very interesting and cool yeah that is really interesting when you engage ravi what do you have to say yeah i was just gonna chime in that um we had our fire chief come in or actually he zoomed in because he was in a conference uh, so he zoomed in at one of our meetings and just talked about um, the senate bill 23166 and what how they were involved in it and and so that kind of sparked the interest of because i knew that um, the group knew from the very beginning when they started this project that they wanted to go, they wanted to make an impact. They wanted to go to the Capitol and do something. So when this bill came up, it was like, oh, well, let's see who, um, you know, started the bill. And so that's how we got in contact with Senator Cutter because she was the one that was pushing the bill through. Um, and they did learn about how you know, WUI codes are very tricky in the state of Colorado. They try to leave it up to the counties and um, and the towns, and there's a lot of pushback from uh, builders and construction. So I think just having that become a state issue, and I think that's what the students were, you know, found out is that this is not just about communities. This is a statewide issue. And that um, you know, having a WUI code board and enforcing some of those um, uh, codes that uh, statewide, then that's very impactful. So I was very, extremely proud of every all the hard work that they did to prepare and go down there. And I know they were very, very nervous, but even on the bus ride down there, just watching them. And they had little note cards about the research they did about Senator Cutter and just to become more familiar about her and the bill and so prepared and so professional. So I think one impact that some of the members, our team members were um, really passionate about for the WUI codes is, you know, being a town where we have so much tourism here and then we have the need for housing up here so it is important but having that balance of yes we need housing um but yet we need to be mindful of um of our surroundings and the fire risk and and coming to that mutual agreement that yes we can build more houses but yet we need to make sure that they're built in a way that is sustainable. Um, so, yeah. Certainly, yeah. If your community is going to grow, making sure that it's resilient against those impacts of those natural hazards, and primarily you've got this wildfire risk, and yeah, working with those urban wildland urban interface codes is is, is really big. So, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, but then, yeah, for this last piece, really trying to dive into a little bit of a reflection about your experience, kind of um, your feelings about it, how you feel about yourself, maybe some things you've learned or some skills you've built. 
I would love to hear about that. Um, so we learned a bunch of things within the past couple years. One of them is I didn't, <laughs> before we started, I didn't know what Wooey codes were. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what does Wooey code stand for? And then Robbie, um, Mrs. Davis was like, Wildland Urban Interface Codes. And then that's just been in my head ever since. And now you ask me and then like immediately I'll know what they are. Another thing we learned was public speaking because none of us are, I think, yeah, none of us has ever talked to someone so important before. And then talking to Senator Cotter, Governor Polis, and even the town board, we're all like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen, right? We can mess up and embarrass ourselves. But then when we actually got into what we were talking about, it seemed pretty easy. And ever since, we're still scared like, of talking in front of a lot of people, but we now know that, oh, we talked to Senator Cutter. This should be a piece of cake. And uh, like some other skills we learned was like, um, like doing your part in the project, because if you didn't do your part, then the whole thing would fall behind. So it was kind of like responsibility, time management, like all those skills that we learned along with it. Um, and I think we're also like kind of the same thing. Like we just learned how to better collaborate with people and with our group. And like we all just became better friends because of how well we collaborated. And um, and I think overall it just helped us become more confident. Like kind of like Lizia was saying, like in public spaces and just like overall more confident. I'll also add that, um, I mean, even me as a teacher, as an educator, it's still a little nerve wracking um, doing that public speaking and some of the, like the outreach, the Earth Day presentation. And even though I wasn't presenting, the students were, I was nervous for them. So we were all feeling the same thing, but they did an amazing job. And it's been such an impact that we have had, you know, word got around, you know, we first presented at the um, Board of Education and then the town invited us to present at the town board. And um, even the newspapers were coming in and, and the publication pieces that wanted to, you know, run their story and what they've done. It's, it's just made a huge impact. And I just, I couldn't say I can't emphasize enough how proud I am of them. Absolutely. Y'all should be extremely proud. Yeah, especially kind of talking about your work too. So not even in this forum, you know, you're, you're kind of telling me about the work that y'all are doing in your community, but you are also kind of trying to elevate that work within your community itself, you know, presenting to the school board, going to your town, hall and kind of letting everybody know like hey this is what we're doing this is important to us you know we're members of this community too don't really don't count us out you know include us and i think that's really great that um everyone is receptive to wanting to hear telling your story and spreading the word like, look at all this great work that these young folks are doing so y'all should be extremely proud and thank you for sharing and i look forward to your continued participation and we've got um, the rise challenge 2023-2024 coming up um and now y'all are y'all are back at it, continuing your work. So, thank you all very much, and uh, I look forward to kind of seeing what we'll 
come out of this year's Rise Challenge. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like more information on the Rise Challenge that these students were a part of, visit earthforce.org slash rise. That's R-I-S-E. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. Bye.